0: We've got some facts about Zelle scams or Zelle fraud, some updates. I can't believe we're back here discussing yet another twist on Zelle fraud. This just proves my theory that criminals, at least some of them, involved in payment fraud, understand the process and then exploit the weaknesses that they find. We're here with Lynn Lawson, who has graciously agreed, with very little notice, I might add, to share the newest twist on current Zelle scams. Plus, she'll do a quick review of how some of the other Zell scams are perpetrated. And of course, we'll have some tips for you at the end. So Lynn,
1: perhaps you can tell us how this latest variant works? <laughs> variant, what a choice <laughs> yeah. of words, Mary. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, I'm sure all of us by now have seen these stories in the news. And what I'm finding is the stories are often incomplete. You know, they don't always Mm -hmm. have all the good details that someone (laughs) might need to truly educate themselves. So I'm glad you and I are doing this. In the latest case that I read about, you know, here was a man contacted the usual way, got a phone call that appeared to be from his bank. And his first mistake, I would say, is just even answering the phone call. I mean, I Mm -hmm. I put that down as mistake number one, but I can see why that happens. And then he was suspicious right away. But then he made the mistake of Googling the phone number on the caller ID on his phone. And it did appear to be his bank. But, you know, the biggest thing I think you and I have talked about this at length. We know fraudsters can spoof Phone numbers. Yep. So they seem legitimate. They look mm-hmm. legitimate and they're not. So he gets you know engaged with this caller who is talking about a potential unauthorized transaction mm-hmm. happening and, and the man's like, no, I didn't authorize it and mm-hmm. reverse it, stop it, you know, whatever. Right. Well, it just goes on from there. Part of the problem, this is kind of what I'd say the new twist would be, is the fraudster already had ample personal information about this this person, this victim, probably obtained through the dark web. So it really did a lot to persuade the man that he was indeed talking to a legitimate person at the bank, and it was not the case. So despite him being suspicious, he continued the conversations and continued to follow the fraudster's advice on how to reverse the so-called fraudulent transaction that you and I know was not real to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even at one point while he was using Denzel to try to remedy the situation, his bank put a warning right on the screen saying this might be a scam. And he ignored it. And you know, at that point, you know, in the article that I was reading, he said that he felt kind of trapped at that point. He just continued on the path of trying to fix a situation, which we know was never mm-hmm. a situation to begin with.
0: So. so I think the the takeaway for me here anyway, is that, and we know this, because both of us get these phone calls, is just because the caller ID says it's ABC Bank, it is not necessarily the bank. And I think people need to be aware that, caller ID, you know, works like 95% of the time, but this is just one more example of how crooks have figured out how to maneuver the system to their advantage.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, so don't even try to Google the number on your caller ID. It's going to look legitimate when it's not. Right. You know, that is, that's just a a big thing to keep in mind. You think, you know, you know, again, I think people are becoming more aware of the scams. I mean, the stories that I'm reading lately, They all talk about the person starting to get suspicious, which wasn't necessarily the case, you know, a year ago, let's say, but they're ultimately still falling for it. And I think in many cases, this one, as an example, is because the caller has so much personal information, Mm -hmm. people assume it's, it's all okay. And it's really possible
0: for people to get that information about you, just doing a little research on the web.
1: Unfortunately, yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Lynn, before we talk about some of the other frauds,
1: perhaps you could tell the audience a little bit about yourself and Recharged Education. Sure. So, you know, I really got started in the commercial card industry, expanding to just business to business payments overall. And so Recharged Education is a consultant organization where I help organizations with their payment strategies, in particular card payments. But as you know, I've really gotten into looking yes. at things like Zelle, just the real-time payments world in general. But you know, my whole mission is to offer education along with that one-on-one consulting as needed. Okay.
0: All right. Well, that's great. And you really educate me about instant payments and Zelle and whatnot. So maybe one of these days you'll get me to open up an account.
1: Yeah, I all got right. my mother to do it. She's 80. So there you go, Barry. There's, there's oh, hope. All right. All
0: right. So what are some of the other ways that Zell scams have been committed?
1: Well, I saw another article. There, there's an abundance, you know, yeah. pick, take your pick. <laughs> you know, where we think of all these fake phone calls coming in. Some are a little bit more elaborate. So there was one story where a woman was contacted by someone regarding a job, a job possibility, job opportunity. And the gentleman said that he got her resume online, which we know could be the case. Maybe mm-hmm. it was LinkedIn or, or something similar, and started talking with her, basically interviewing her about a job. The odd part is, and, and she acknowledges this now after the fact, that it was never a face-to-face interview. You know, even like what we're doing, you know, through mm-hmm. virtual means, it was never even a direct phone call. It was all through a messaging tool. So it was like being interviewed via a text. And so that went on and they said, congratulations, you have got the job. But then the scam really started ramping up. They asked her to go buy herself a computer, but they did send her a check for nearly $2,000 to help her get going, get set up for this position. Well, you know where this is going. I mean, ultimately, the, the check was fake the job was fake and after she deposited the check well then you know later it bounced but not before she had invested money and you know once she did one zelle transaction back to the so-called employer they asked her to do another one all related to getting set up for this position and i think it was her bank that actually stopped it maybe they noticed it might've been a little suspicious. So then the fraudsters actually tried to direct her to a Bitcoin machine and (laughs) she knew nothing about Bitcoin. So they said, well, instead, you know, go to your CVS and get some Visa gift cards. I'm not sure where all this was headed, but the woman kept doing what they said. And even when getting into the CVS store, there are signs posted about gift card scams and even ones involving new jobs. And she read it thinking, oh, that's not me, and, and just really set it aside and didn't really believe it or think it applied to her. And and ultimately, because of that bounced check, you know, money really came out of her own personal account. So she lost money in that process. And she didn't have a job. Right. And, and what, you know, I think clouded her in this case was just she was so excited for a job. Yeah. And so, you know, we could start to distill how do these frauds happen? Well, this was a case of excitement. In the previous story we were talking about, it was a panic situation. You and I have talked about that Mm -hmm. a lot. Usually that is the the more direct route Mm -hmm. for scammers, but it could be any number of things.
0: They're really slick in the way they maneuver around people. It makes me sick. Okay, before Lynn tells us how to protect ourselves, if you like this episode, please give us a thumbs up. And if you love it, please subscribe. We produce new content for the channel three times a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays are devoted to payment and accounts payable issues. And Saturdays are reserved for Wordle. So back to the real world and Lynn and Zell,
1: can you have a few tips for us on how to protect ourselves? Well, I think, you know, there's a lot of tips. And one of the first things I'll say is you and I, you know, I've touched on some already, and, and I'll recap. But take advantage too of what Zelle and or your bank, if you're using Zelle through your bank, what they offer. I looked recently and the security center of, of my bank had a whole bunch of different types of scams that are out there and what to be aware of. So, you know, you and I joke about who who reads this information <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and I never did until all of this started, you know, popping up in the news. But I would encourage people to to do that, to become more educated. But, you know, maybe just First and foremost, never send money to yourself. And so, what do I mean by that? Well, if you start to read these Zell scams or the frauds, the articles will talk about people were directed to send money to themselves to somehow reverse a fraudulent transaction in process. Of course, the whole thing was fraud. And what ends up happening that a lot of the articles don't touch on, you know, earlier I said that they skip over some details is in many cases these people give up more information that ultimately lets the fraudster's access their bank accounts you know so it happens two ways either the fraudster is having someone send money directly to them that's that's a more mm-hmm. direct route or they're they're doing something a little more elaborate where they're tricking people into giving up personal information or giving up You know, a one time passcode to get into the system. They're sharing that, you know, thinking they are getting their bank's help at stopping a fraud when they've just handed over the keys to the palace. Mm. You know, so never, ever, ever share personal information. And if you're suspicious at all, listen to your gut. You know, that's again, people are suspicious, but they keep going down the path with the fraudster. So, Don't share information. I would even say don't engage with any callers, even if it looks like it's from your bank. Just ignore the call completely, and then maybe log online to look at what your accounts or what's happening, or just separately call your bank or or whatnot. You know, I've done that. You and I both have done that. (laughs) You know, I've I've logged in online to look at my accounts, and everything will look fine, even though I had gotten some funky text message. Right, and I'm like, oh, okay, it was probably a scam. So don't engage. But you know, then if you do and you're trying to verify a number, just assume that it's spoofed. It really is hard to verify. So don't Mm -hmm. keep talking to someone because you think they're they're real, they're legitimate. So if you do end up engaging, I would make it short, hang up, call your bank directly, not through any phone numbers associated with the caller ID, but by looking up on a website, on your credit card or whatnot.
0: Right. So, so and you, you know, you brought up an important point. You just alluded to it. It can be a phone call or it can be a text.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, it, well, and emails too, but I think- and emails um, too. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, that, that's God. been around for a while. Yeah. Well then, so yeah, if, if, if we're talking texts or emails, don't click on or press on right. any links. Just don't. Right. Anything that comes to you that you were not expecting, ignore the communication and then go research it separately, independently. Good. Uh, You know, and and like I'll tell people, you know, as I'm preaching all these things (laughs) to friends and family, I'll say, okay, so if you take the example of fraudsters saying there's a fraud in progress, you know, they're trying to scare you. Well, I would rather deal with that later than truly fall for a scam where I personally am sending money somewhere that does turn out to be a scam. You know, so if something truly were happening that were bad, I bet you could resolve that a little more easily than if you initiate something. Right. You and I know don't don't think your bank or Zelle, for that matter, is going to refund things if you are no. a victim. No. They're taking it case by case right now, even though the Consumer Financial Fraud Bureau, maybe I didn't get that name exactly right. But, you know, there's there's a big push to make sure that all banks are indeed refunding all money related to these scams, but that, that's not happening exactly. Just no,
0: now. if we went back just even a few months ago, they weren't refunding anything because right. te- technically, if you read those agreements that you hope that you signed, if you read all the details, the banks will tell you they're not responsible.
1: Right, right. And I noticed that even in my looking at it or reviewing it again recently that the bank says we are not responsible for anything you do via Zelle, nor is Zelle responsible for anything you do via right. Zelle. It's
0: right. You're responsible. So, great. Yeah,
1: you are. So, you know, and, and I hate giving the impression that Zelle and other apps like a Venmo mm-hmm. are are bad apps. They're not. They're no. They're good. They're great for, you know, dealing with mm-hmm. friends, family, people you know. Don't use it to send money to yourself. Don't use them to send money to people you've never met. So there, there's so many iterations of these scams and these frauds, but don't fall for it, even if they seem to know you already. You know, don't assume it's your bank because they have information on you. I mean, we could go on and on. Right. It just comes down to don't. <laughs> don't. Right,
0: right. <laughs> don't. <laughs> right
1: all righty so lynn did a longer
0: talk on Zell fraud the basics and how to protect yourself you can watch it right now using a link that will appear momentarily on youtube and is in the show notes below as always we appreciate your thumbs up your shares and your subscribes and your comments and of course we really appreciate lynn doing this